The funny thing is, I had that game and I never played it, and I traded it in, wrapping in packs. <laughs> I love being a troll because you just get to piss so many people off. What would you rather be inside of? A giant robot or magical girl? <laughs> now we're stuck with you. I'm pretty sure I'm on a higher plane of existence than you. I was just about to bring that up. Nintendo, uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna say anything. We shall give you a quality show today. I'll be giving you at least 78%. Launching! Hello, everybody, indeed. Welcome to the Anavision Podcast, episode 339. We're at HQ this week. I'm Jero, joined by Amro. What's up? XCOM. Hello. And Steve. Hello. So, first time we've met here at HQ since, I want to say, the spring preview. Yeah, because the summer preview, we <laughs> had other things, and so we ended up doing it virtually. Yeah, but uh, it's good to have you guys back here at HQ, and uh, on today's show... We're going to talk early impressions of the One Piece live action series, the first two episodes. And Amro and I will be talking a little bit about Armored Core 6. And then we will be talking about the video game holiday season. So, got a ton of uh, big video game releases coming up these next few months. And we'll kind of highlight those. We'll get started with One Piece. Live action series. Uh... You know, we had been burned by Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> and we had seen the history of other anime adaptations to live action, and went, One Piece, why would you do this? <laughs> Especially on Please Netflix. don't. What a waste of time. Uh, but uh, the show has been gathering some pretty decent reviews early on from people who have watched the full season, at least. But uh, so, the first couple episodes I felt were quite good. Yeah, so I kind of want to preface this, preface this with uh, we we got one of the things we did because we were together we're like, hey, let's sit down and watch the first two episodes together and yeah. kind of experience it, you know, just this way. We did the same thing with Cowboy Bebop, mm. and our impressions of the first two Cowboy Bebop episodes yeah. were it was, it was okay, yeah, because we didn't really get to the dumpster fire right. of later, yes. yeah. <laughs> few episodes so i do want to at least acknowledge that we're really only talking about the first two episodes and yeah. there is still that potential of a dumpster fire once we watch the rest of the series <laughs> um but from watching the first two episodes together i can definitely say it was pretty good yeah i you know as as and to be fair amuro uh is the one i'm kind of more interested in because uh xcom Jero and myself have all watched the anime, read the manga in some form. You know, we we love the series. I own quite a few One Piece figures mm -hmm. um, and a, a quite a few issues of the manga series um, as well. So, you know, I'm a pretty big fan and I've rewatched, I think, the anime, especially the early episodes, probably at least three times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, but still, I, I do think in live action, this I think this series is very easily could be bad because shonen i think is kind of the hardest to do live action because you're talking about battle anime yeah. you know or maybe it's more sh i should clarify shonen battle anime mm -hmm. can be the most difficult to kind of do in live action because it can look very cheesy mm -hmm. it can look very kind of awkward and lame and i i'm not going to say that this episode doesn't have a few of those kind of cheesy feeling moments like there's nothing like a live action person yelling gomu gomu yeah. hammer <laughs> that makes you go 
Huh, that's not the coolest thing in the world. But I love the fact yeah, that they acknowledged that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's such a loopy thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and a, bug, a buggy thing yeah. to say, apparently, too. Yeah. Buggy and Luffy are a lot alike, actually. Cause, right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, the way that the CGI is used for, you know, the, the big ones are Luffy and Buggy in the first two episodes. Pretty solid from a visual perspective. It doesn't mm-hmm. look janky. It doesn't really look awkward. Like... You know, you think Gomu Gomu powers are going to look weird. And I think that's part of the, some of the reason why... I was worried about the buggy effects, honestly. Well, well the stretchy things, and this is the curious thing, because that's some of the reasons why people speculated why uh, when they did the Miss Marvel series, they're like, well, okay, stretchy, that's going to look weird. Let's just mm-hmm. do, you know, these kind of energy, fisty things. Right. And I think something that looks like it's out of place anyway, it'll make it look less weird. Yeah, it looks weird. (laughs) Yeah. And I I do think that this series handles that very well. Like I'll say, like, especially the Luffy power stuff, um, you know, we can't say much once if they ever get to uh, gear two or three or however that looks. But um, for at least the kind of the regular stretchy stuff, I think. Uh, it, it's very. It looks. It looks good, and I like it. And I don't think like there's anything about that that I would be like. Well, I can see how other people might be turned off by this. It looks mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. So I, I think another part that is questionable about how it would transfer to live action is just the look of these characters, and how yep. One Piece just in general is a very cartoony kind of anime. That's true. You know, manga. Um, and so, you know, like there, there's certain aspects of it where you're like, okay, Nami's hair is very orange, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or, uh, or like, or the fact that Nami even has like organs at all. (laughs) (laughs) We, I know we definitely mentioned, uh, Steve was like, Nami's boobs are supposed to be bigger. (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 no. They start small and then they just get bigger as the manga goes along. Yeah. To be fair, she is supposed to be young. Right. Yeah. She's just growing up in the manga. She's unable to hula hoop with a Cheerio. Yeah. In the anime. Yeah. But um, I, I, I'll acknowledge this. And I think we are sitting this from four anime fans, right? I am definitely curious and I kind of want to, you know see some people who've watched this series that don't traditionally watch much anime Mm -hmm. you know how well does this show translate to them because that's the thing i think i'm most concerned about because like even if all the anime fans rally behind this which is never gonna happen (laughs) um it's never gonna happen (laughs) i think i think one piece fans are very defensive about their their series so like I, I honestly think that you're going to see more One Piece fans be be like, no, it is good, as opposed to them being like, you know, you've you've ruined it. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't know, because like when it was discovered that Luffy was going to be wearing shoes instead of sandals, <laughs> that uh, that blew up online. Well, no, it's, it's, to me, it's like it's not that that whether or not people rally behind it, it's whether or not enough people will, because yeah. you know, for this series to continue on Netflix. There needs to be a good audience base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about viewership numbers more. Yeah, and and it needs to justify the cost of the show because I'm sure it's not cheap, especially once we start bringing in Merman. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be expensive to animate. Boats more than anything are going to be the most expensive thing. I mean, they travel on the seas. And and I will say that so far, what what has stood out the most is to me just the sets 
and you know how it feels like they exist in real space mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of like you know sci-fi stuff and and those kind of shows that we're seeing recently where like you can tell it's all on green screen uh-huh. or mm-hmm. or it's yeah. you know on these digital screens projectors yeah, i think the only shot that stood out to me is like green screeny was kobe in the office with darp mm. that initial like far away shot mm-hmm. it just looked kind of yeah but to, to be fair, the cheap sci-fi means you don't need high viewership to sustain it. You know, and and that's where I think it's going to be more curious because you know I guess the circles I all ride in are all dorky, geeky sci-fi fun. You know, we can put up with the little cheese kind of groups. You know, like they watch shows like uh, you know Doctor Who, which in all shape or form is massive cheesy kind of campy mm-hmm. fun. And that's what, you know, One Piece, at least the first couple episodes, does have those kind of campy, fun things. But, you know, it's not Game of Thrones. It's not... I mean, even Star Wars. Even even if you hated... There was hey, a sur- there was a surprising amount of gore. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the first two but, but like, and I do like how they introduced Buggy because even though he's a clown, he was a pretty scary clown yeah. at first. <laughs> like they they did a good job of making him look menacing because mm-hmm. um, i i totally forgot that oh yeah buggy was a threat at first right yeah yeah i'm not because, gonna because <laughs> yeah. in the anime he's like a fumbling idiot that <laughs> just has a way of failing upwards <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah I, I am still just concerned I'm, I'm curious to see how the general audience and total viewerships <laughs> kind of remain and i think the uh the big the big way people kind of determine that is how long a show like this remains on Netflix's top watched, mm-hmm. right? If we see a show like this, you know, go away and, you know, after a couple of weeks, that's not a good sign. I think there's also a big concern, I think, for a show like this, for a anime that's been on for decades yeah, <laughs> with thousand plus episodes and the Netflix model of producing eight episodes every one to two years, you know, like how much my grandkids are going to be watching this. Yeah. And <laughs> granted, I mean, that depends on how much they, they just chop up. Yeah, true. They yeah. could just chop, start chop, chopping yeah. things. Mm-hmm. That's very true. They could just decide, yeah. well, you know what? We're only going to cover this much of the series. We're not going to really do the whole time skip, you know, maybe focus on the core members of like the, the the few core members that you know like chopper free time skip yeah. one piece that's <laughs> interesting i don't know like it, it is definitely something i'm curious about because you know it is something that i don't know is sustainable mm. because you know these actors like I, I looked it up you know how old nami's actor is mm. she's like 30 something oh, really wow so she's like 31 i think she was, it was she was born like 96 i believe no 93 93 93 yeah, that would be 30. 30. She was 30. Either way, she was like... That is how numbers work. She was like... She was like... <laughs> I was, was, like, I was yeah. like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But she's almost 30. Either way, she's either she was either 30 or almost 30. Yeah, yeah. My point is, like, in 10 years, if the series is successful, because, mm. like, I feel like this is the kind of show, especially if you're only producing eight episodes, it could do full 10 seasons, right? In 10 years, these actors are going to look significantly older, right? And it's going to be hard to sustain as a series. So there's going to have to be at least some breaking point where they're going to have to decide, 
we have to cut it off here. We have to do this. Or maybe they'll just go, you know, we're going to produce enough of it to be awesome. And then if yeah. you want to go watch it, go, you know, Netflix has the library of th- like 900 plus episodes. Go, mm. go I, I think they probably do a, a uh, original ending. I mean, that depends on how popular the show is. True. If it gets really popular, they, they'll definitely do an original ending. Otherwise, they'll just cut it off. I think I think it will actually hit big in, in other markets, too. Mm. Like, because yeah. Cowboy Bebop, as much as we like it as old anime fans, I don't think it has the same appeal as something like One Piece at all. Like, One Piece is definitely uh, in another league of popularity. Right, true. And Well, I mean, Cowboy Bebop's popular in the U.S., but it, like, everywhere right. else in the world, Cowboy Bebop's not really hold as high regard. Exactly, whereas, whereas One Piece is definitely a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, um, true. And so I think it's going to do really big in other markets, especially, you know, like I think Latin America, you know, they're going to eat it up, especially with, uh, with Luffy being uh, Brazilian, I think. It, you know, so it, it's one of those things where... And, and that's an, another thing too. I, I kind of like the the diversity of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that like when when they first announced it, you look at it and you're kind of like, I don't know. But seeing the, seeing it, it actually play out, like I like the casting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other thing I just want to mention before I get the casting. Also, there's also the other one last thing about the the length of the series. Mm. Like the first season is eight episodes and it's going to cover it like forty episodes <laughs> of the of the anime mm. so that that is another thing i guess a good another point i didn't really think of until just now mm-hmm. but as, as for casting i will say that was the one thing um not necessarily the ethnicity but i was concerned about how how would luffy luffy as a character translate to a live action mm-hmm. right because he is cartoony i mean right. i don't know uh, spoilers i guess a little bit i don't know if anyone has seen this latest gear transformation five, yeah. stuff um, it it lays in heavily to the, you know, Looney Tunes cartoony vibes. It mm-hmm. even has those kind of same moments, those like, like the sound effects. Like yeah. it does Looney Tunes sound effects, and it it, vi- it works for the anime. But like, how is that ever going to translate into you know anime or to live action? And I felt like I do think that the uh, the main actor does a great job. I think right. he feels fun and entertaining to watch. So he doesn't feel stupid either. Right. True. Yeah, Luffy is mm-hmm. pretty stupid in the anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he captures his uh, his humor pretty well, I would say. Uh, there's a post I was looking at. Netflix is currently number one in 84 countries. Are One Pieces? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. is like action. A lot of shows really do that. They like they get huge for the first you know week. And yeah. the question is, how long are they huge for? Because mm-hmm. for Netflix, it's about... I guess total viewership numbers, but also I guess how long it lasts too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, and we never ever really know unless Netflix blesses us with their numbers. We never truly know what a show's numbers are. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm definitely curious to see how much how this how this works in the long run. So yeah, and I don't think it has to do everything, you know. Like, we're talking about, like, Gear 5 and yeah. all that stuff. True. You could just do a hundred-some episodes. You could go up to, like, Alabasta, mm-hmm. and that would be what, fine. What if, it, what if it even just varies after a certain amount of point? Like, what if it establishes itself and it just does a different thing after 
a certain point. That, I think, will kill yeah. the series. Yeah. I'm sure it would. I mean, like, <laughs> yes, but I feel like also, like, there's no way they're going, they're and, going to adapt the and whole the, thing. And the reality is, I doubt they would even be 100 episodes at Alabasta. Because, again, at the pace they were going now, right. Alabasta would be season three. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe even a tail end starting at season, at the end of season two. I mean, yeah. I, I'm curious to see where this series ends, if mm-hmm. it gets all the way to the Grand Line. And I think that's the other... I can I could see how you do Frankie, right? Mm-hmm. But what do they do when they get the Chopper? Chopper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chopper will be like... Because we've seen... We haven't seen... To be fair, we haven't seen... Um, like we haven't watched an episode, we've only seen in trailers how the mermen look. Mm. But how are they going to handle Chopper as a character? So that I'm really curious. I mean, they could always go the Wookiee route, or not the Wookiee, uh, the Ewok route with, oh, you yeah. know, get, get, get very tiny people in yeah. uh, outfits. Um, but that I but, think but isn't, is isn't, the most curious. Isn't Frankie's or not Frankie, but uh, Chopper's whole thing is that he can like change form. Yeah. And- Right. So that's yeah. CG. He it's mostly always ball. stays in the little. So the question, chibi the question form. then is like, how much CG are they going to be yeah. using for that character? It had, it, it all have to look like uh, Buggy when he was shrunk down to size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That that I think is going to be the more interesting thing. So Amra brought up an interesting point about not necessarily doing the same thing. Um, they could easily skip around islands and just not include certain islands. Uh, another thing that I want to bring up is the fact that um, uh, the MCU uh, follows characters and it does things uh, based on comic books. And so the idea being like, you know everybody's stories, you know how it's going to go. You could argue that they could take that and use it against us. Um, and just do something different just with the with the concept knowing that like there's no possible way for them to adapt everything mm. and who knows if the series is going to be ended by the time um, they get to a point of like just continuing so that's something that the writers will have to think about but it's it, we are nowhere close yeah. to yeah even and, thinking about that now. Yeah. we have to think about a season two before we think <laughs> yeah. about a season 10. Yeah. And the so. nice thing that I like about this series, just from reading the comments about how it was produced, is that Oda, you know, he's not just consultant guy. He seems very involved in the production and, mm-hmm. and has asked for various reshoots of scenes that we're going to see mm-hmm. in this season. So it feels like he's not just a name attached to the product. It feels yeah. like he values but like I do, I do concern with the need as as both. I mean, Armoro and XCOM has pointed out the the need for being so heavily dependent on the source material, like that could very much in Oda being involved is kind of why I feel like it is so heavily, you know, source material focused. Mm. So the curious thing is like if they do try to you know, step away from the source material more. Is that something Oda would like or approve of? And if Oda gets, you know, shelved and everyone here hears that, will that really be an issue or will the the show have, you know, sustained itself enough? It'd be nice if he thought of that in the same way that Mm -hmm. he does those movies, like film gold and film Mm -hmm. red and stuff. But, But yeah, it's like, it's like you were saying, like if Oda's the one making the change, 
like if he's writing it and making the change, then it's like my problem with Cabo Bebop was that they completely rewrote the story. Right. Almost as if but, they were trying to do it better than the original, you know? But from what I understand about Oda is his reshoots and things were to make it more source material. No, I get that. But so, I'm, what I'm saying is... It's not if, that he's, he's wanting to change it. What I'm, what I'm saying is that if, if, they were, if they're trying to stay close to the original and he was like, no, you didn't do it right, redo it, then that's fine. What I'm saying is like later if if they need to make a, an important change or I mean he has to have approved of the changes already to to condense things down, right? True, <laughs> you know, if if he true. was involved, so But to be fair, a lot of the condensing is easily done because of action, right? Mm, yeah. So um, on, on a chopper subject, somebody is posting this is from the Sweet Tooth uh or the uh, Twisted Metal mm. series. So, has anyone here but me watched Sweet Tooth? Mm -hmm. Or no. Those little uh, characters on Sweet Tooth, um, the the ones that look like full animals, like Chopper would look, right? They are very much, they look like puppets. They could not sustain themselves as full-blown characters, Mm -hmm. right? You could do the Sweet Tooth route, Kind of where they look more human than, um, <laughs> yeah, more human <laughs> than um, anything else. But uh, I, I, I think that's going to be the more interesting thing. And I wonder because they could do that, right? Maybe they'll just kind of do Sweet Tooth in that it's a human kid with antlers, right? And I don't think I would be completely opposed to that because that's probably that's, the yeah, best that's way not you the could terrible do that. Idea. Just do practical effects and yeah. just, oh. just make it look like a normal human with antlers or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe give him deer feet, but he wears shoes, so you can't tell. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that wouldn't be terrible. I wouldn't because like th- that's that's a good way to cut costs because this this show has to cost a fortune already. Mm. Yeah, yep. But I definitely so I definitely want to get back. So we're we're definitely going to get back to this series mm-hmm. once we all finish it, maybe in a couple of weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and so you know, I think you brought it up at the beginning when we were first talking about it. But like, I I did watch early One Piece, so back in the day, um, but that was decades okay. ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thousands. Yeah. Like literally when it was first coming out on TV over here. Um, and so to that point, it this feels very nostalgic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for you guys who are like current with One Piece, did it did rewatching this feel current, nostalgic current like that? Is a very mm-hmm. strong word for me. More current mm-hmm. than someone <laughs> who doesn't read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I haven't watched One Piece in years. To yeah. be honest, yeah, same here. But um, but I mean, it did feel <laughs> like One Piece, at least especially early One Piece. Mm. And I, I think it's always one of those things where when you you take a step back and look at a lot of long running shows. A lot of long-running shows, whether it's like Naruto or Dragon Ball or, you know, even Yu Yu Hakusho, when you look at the early arcs and early episodes, mm-hmm. they genuinely do feel somewhat different than later stuff. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, the writers are finding their feet. They're finding mm-hmm. their voice and their story. Like the character dynamics haven't been established yet. Or... Yeah. And just how things work. So in terms of early One Piece, this, this hits the nail on the head. Um... But yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting seeing how I guess the later if they get to the later stuff how that kind of dynamic works. How do how do we like um, I guess Luffy's story 
like his backstory with Shanks being like interwoven with because uh, I don't like I don't mm-hmm. remember clearly enough right. to remember. Pretty sure it was just it one was. episode. It was like an episode, yeah. like yeah. all in yeah. one, all in a row. It wasn't cut yeah. up, mm-hmm. but uh, interwoven. I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, it's good to to like keep up with the current stuff and the action and all that and not get too bogged down with a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the problem with flashback, right? Is you have to dedicate time to it, a lot yeah. of time. And you, if you want to progress a story and capture people, people's attention, right, especially mm-hmm. the general audience, you have to have things moving and going. I will admit that that is something that I found annoying with the original One Piece is that like you'd be watching something and then they'd be like, let's tell you a different story mm-hmm. and let's go back in time and tell this prequel mm-hmm. ser- like show or um, right. story. But I'm like, I mean, that's cool, but I kind of want to know yeah. what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's how they plan on doing it, like interweaving the the past and the present i'm i'm all for that because i definitely don't want an entire episode dedicated to like um yeah zoro's past or yeah past. yeah we don't really need that either right like i think it's one of those things where when you have a long running series whether it's manga or anime you can take that time and do it mm-hmm. but when you know you have you know eight episodes at an hour each you know, condense the hell out of it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Cause people don't necessarily need to know the full motivation on some characters, like just a little bit of motivation of Nami's character of, you know, seeing her, I guess, parental figure, you know, and what happened to her and mm-hmm. kind of her and her sister and stuff like that. And just the little things like we, you know, you could dedicate 10 to 15 minutes yeah. of an episode and various flashbacks. And that's all we need. But I think in the anime, it was probably like two or three episodes of flashback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't really need all of that. And I think people can still get the motivation of the character and move on. Right. I agree. And it's also nice that the first six minutes aren't dedicated to sailing on the grand line. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> D. Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates. Here's what happened last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> to be That's... fair, part of that was just uh, filler. Yeah. I got PTSD from that. The first, like, 10, 15 sometimes minutes of just, like, what happened last time? And yeah. then you have the actual episode, which is five, ten minutes. And it's like, well, see ya. Right, yeah. I would, until like, next week. To be fair, happens. I prefer that than adding filler in the episode of, you know, random pirate A standing there going, I will be here and do this. And I will take the blunt and stand up for what's <laughs> right and wrong. And like, I don't give a fuck about you. Please move on. <laughs> I, I, if I could just, you know, fast forward ten minutes and enjoy the episode. You know, I would be happy with that. All right. So uh, that wraps up our early One Piece impressions. We'll have to do an EXT on that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Yes. Yep. So next up, Amro and I are going to talk about Armored Core 6 from software getting back into the mecha game. It's been 10 years since Armored Core 5. I've never played an Armored Core Neither have I, actually. <laughs> Surprisingly yeah. enough. Yeah. And if you try to find like four and five now, they're like $100 used. It's like, oh. That's what I'm saying. It's like the last Armored Core literally skipped the entire PS4 generation. Yeah. You know, and 
at, at the time PS3, it was just a weird situation. Like I always saw Armored Core Four and, and Four Answer and was like, oh, I want to, I do kind of want to play those games, but they they were like the fourth in their series, and I didn't have any context for right. what they were like, so I just skipped it. And then and then Five, I know, was a weird one because it had a very like heavy online focus to it mm-hmm. so that one just passed me by and and like you said you know like we spent the entire ps4 generation without one so for me i love mecha and robots and you know like you know it's my whole personality or whatever right yeah, yeah so yeah so <laughs> so it makes just sense but then also i love uh the souls games and an elden ring and yeah. bloodborne and all that stuff so now was like the perfect time when they announced Armored Core was coming back. Like everyone was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like Souls now." Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just from our first experience with it, I think the only thing it has in common with Souls is that it's it can be difficult. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the early mission, you're given this this default mech, mm-hmm. and you fight a helicopter, and it's pretty hard because <laughs> yeah. you don't have a lot. the The chopper can do some real damage. It can stagger you. And it took me like several tries of, mm-hmm. of before I got it down. Yeah. Um, and even replaying the mission uh, afterwards, you still have to use that same mech. So it's the same kind of experience. Yeah. Just with a little more game smarts. Exactly. You're like, okay, now I know that uh, my assault rifle does more damage if I stay <clears throat> close. Or, right. You mm-hmm. know, like actually use the sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. That to me, it was, it was kind of... So I, I downloaded the game, played at midnight when it first launched, and it really was like a barrier of entry for me. Like, I think I was just tired, mm-hmm. um, but I played for like an hour and I couldn't beat that boss. I just shut it off and like did something else. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I finally came back and after a few more tries, beat it. I was like, oh, thank God. And then from there, they the customization options opened up. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was go and design some emblems. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that part is incredibly fun. Like you, you were saying that the reward for getting through the early battles is customization. Yeah, it's, it's of, arts and crafts. Yeah, <laughs> of your mechs and, and all of the colors. So th- that customization stuff is really cool. Uh, the customization of your mech in general, mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Because mm-hmm. I've been playing Final Fantasy sixteen. As you progress through the story, you just get the new sword that's better statistically. Like yeah. there's not a lot of stats and it's better in every way. But here you get so many arms and leg options and weapons that you can choose yeah. from. And it is a difficult game like a Soulsborne. But I feel like it's a matter of you go into a mission, you get wrecked, and then you put together the right pieces on mm-hmm. your armor that, that makes it easier. Like uh, at the end of Chapter 1, Balteas, that boss fight, is a little bit of a, a noob check. Yeah. Um, and it comes down to figuring out the right me- weapons to get its shields down quickly and then optimize your damage when you when staggered. the shields are down, yeah. it's staggered. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for me, it was one of those things where it's like you, you go through the, I went through the early mission with a build that I'd been using pretty consistently throughout. Right. Yeah. And then you fight that boss and you're like, Oh no, that was hard. So you try one, two, three more times. Until it gives you the options. Like you finally get that checkpoint and you're like, let me just try some different stuff. Right. So yeah. I put some tank treads on, you know, I mm-hmm. slapped on some, uh, some heavy weapons and, and was like, I'm just going to tear through its shield mm-hmm. and then hit it with things. And 
And, you know, since my armor is heavier, I can withstand some missiles, right? Like, right. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally the first time, mm-hmm. after I changed up my, my strategy, I beat it. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what it wants you to do. And, and, and to me, that's what makes it fundamentally different from, like, an Elden Ring or a Dark Souls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that in those games, you're building, you're putting points into stats. And those stats determine what kind of build you can make, right? So either you're going to be a unga bunga strength build yeah, uh-huh, right. <laughs> or, or a nerdy magician with high intellect or whatever, right? But typically you're stuck with what you build towards. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're spreading points around into different things, it doesn't benefit you. In Armored Core, it's literally just these legs aren't working for me. So I'm just going to swap them out for another thing. And at any point you can sell a, a, a weapon or a body part for the same amount that you bought it for. Mm-hmm. So you there's never a risk of you losing or wasting money. Right. Right. So yeah. you're you're it, it incentivizes you to try new things and different weapons yeah. and builds and stuff. And and honestly, like that's literally half the fun of the game is just uh-huh. putting together a, a cool robot. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna make it this awesome color scheme and yeah. um and you can save them and share and stuff like that. So. Right. That's nice. And you can also replay past missions mm-hmm. and collect more money. So there's one mission early on that gives a pretty big payout, like two hundred seventy thousand. Yeah. You could re- replay that and use that money to buy other weapons if you want, just so you can have the full plethora mm-hmm. if you want of options. But uh And that's the thing too is you don't have to grind in this game like I I have been only because I don't like not having access to this is certain right, things. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, like I see all these shiny things in the shop and I'm like I want them all now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I will say it was a surprise to me when when I hit a mission in chapter two where suddenly I found a treasure chest and found some some body parts in it some ac parts so i was just like oh no there's yeah. treasure chests i gotta i gotta <laughs> yeah, hunt gotta for look, items look now. background yeah <laughs> so so suddenly like every every mission before that point had been kind of straightforward and you just mm-hmm. go to the mission objective and, and beat it or whatever and and you yeah. get your payout but now it's like oh some of these larger areas you do actually have to explore yeah and you can find like other boss enemies that mm-hmm. you can fight against and that's when you get uh, you can build up points to like get damage mitigation yeah. and other stuff like that. And then there's also the arena where you fight against other enemies. So um, so there's that. There's also multiplayer, which I haven't gotten into yet. Neither have I. Yeah, um, I think you have to play to a certain point before you unlock it. Right. Yeah. But uh, and it's also good that you can take what mech you have and test it out. Yeah. In a just an empty field or against certain enemies so they give you a lot of options there Mm. to do um story not really six two one (laughs) i have a job for you got a job for you six two one (laughs) it's pretty much pretty much all it is it it is funny to me though like it's one of those things where it's like it's a sci-fi story Mm. so you know there's a bunch of different factions and you have you have uh, corporations that hire these weapon manufacturers and you're working for them mm-hmm. like all because like you'll be fighting against someone who you're working for the next mission. Right. You know, and um, after chapter one, suddenly you start hearing voices in your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the hair. It's all about the uh, the my my intrusive thoughts have a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd, I'd like to see where that goes from there. And I mm-hmm. hear 
that there's like a, a split in the game where you have to make a choice about like where which faction you're gonna back or okay. whatever and also it's a near automata situation where you beat the game it's not done hmm. new stuff happens in new game plus and okay. i think you have to beat at least twice to get like the true ending okay all right cool and then uh oh shoot i forgot what it was i was gonna say about um something about the story dark oh well uh, <laughs> not important enough best yeah. best mission to repeat over and over again is the one where you take out the pilot student <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> poor bastard he, uh, he's he's basically an anime protagonist and, and you just go in there and wreck his shit mm-hmm. he's like I just I just wanted a call sign of my own yeah and then you go and do it over and over again because it's an yeah. easy mission <laughs> yeah that and the uh, the ATAT the walker one mm-hmm. where you get like yeah a lot of money so Yep, uh, I am looking forward to continuing on. Uh, oh, uh, I for- this is what I wanted to say. It made me buy a DualSense Edge controller. Same. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the... You gotta imp- get elite against those NPCs. Right, yeah. yeah. The importance of, of being in control and flying in this omnidirectional battle plan yeah. while you're taking your thumb off to press up to use the, char- the repair pack. <laughs> it's annoying <laughs> it is kind of annoying and it just the the 3d omnidirectional movement is, is actually really fantastic <clears throat> in this the for for me it's like i want to keep my hand on the the right analog at all times yeah. you know so so having those back paddles for for like the boost and the and like you said the the recovery option are, mm-hmm. are just invaluable right all right, so uh, that's our Armored Core 6 impressions. Looking forward to play more. And uh, it'll be up as, against some competition over these next few months because there's a lot of big video games. We're going to talk about uh, all the big games that are going to come out in September, October, and November for our uh, Fall 2023 Gaming Preview. Uh, we'll kind of go in date order. I've, I've kind of picked out some highlights of games if there's anything that you think i missed or... yeah it's not it's not every game i think we should preface yeah. that because we'd be here for the next four hours oh my god right. yes. yeah um, <laughs> we're more hitting the highlights and the things we're kind of interested and excited in yeah so uh starfield the next big one september 6th officially there's people mm-hmm. that are able to play it now that bought the, the deluxe edition deluxe premium yeah, yeah. mm-hmm I'm still. I, I think the reviews have been a somewhat lukewarm on the game, um, but I'm still pretty excited for it. Yes, yeah, um, still looks a lot of fun. I mean, some of the biggest complaints I see is you have to invest a ton of hours before it truly feels like you're unlocked and can actually do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's just called a lot of yeah, JRPGs. Yeah, you know? right. So it's it's not it's not too surprising to me, but I I mean I, I loved absolutely loved um, Skyrim, and um, I think it's not that I, I've never been a fan of the Fallout series, so I've been really itching for a Bethesda game that's not some MMO RPG. Right. Um. So I'm pretty stoked and kind of looking to get my hands on this one, mm-hmm. even if there are borders. Right. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. the planets. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, there are legitimate complaints I've seen, like the map system sucks. Um, some of the planets seem very big but very empty. But mm-hmm. these are things that could potentially get better as the game goes on. Um yeah. 
So, you know, for what it is right now, I think it still looks like a pretty solid experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've seen over the years No Man's Sky disappointing at the start, Mm -hmm. but got better. Uh, Cyberpunk, we'll talk a little bit later about, Mm -hmm. that got better. Um, So I I could at least have hope the same way. It's just as long as the initial experience is is enjoyable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited for the combat and building your own ship and having your own crew on that ship. That's pretty cool. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, it's already out on PC. Very uh, high ratings so far. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves it. It sparked a big discussion about, like, shipping out a complete package of a game in consideration of what we get now with so many other games where it's like there's a season pass and there's DLC and all this other stuff and Mm -hmm. games coming out buggy at the start, like a fully featured clean game. I think part of that is, if you remember, it came out in early access a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so they've actually been working on the game and having people play it and using early access the way it was intending to right. and without uh, falling into development hell, which I think is the best thing about this game, that mm-hmm. it didn't fall into that development yeah. hell. Um, I, I'm looking forward to playing it. I have never played uh, a D&D game, but I've, I've kind of been following its development because if you remember, it was originally supposed to launch on Stadia and it was supposed it was this big deal um and even though stadia is not a thing anymore i still kind of want to to go into baldur's gate just because of like i've already invested my i mean not any money or anything but like i've been following the game for a good while right right. it it seems like oh you're finally coming out it's taking up a lot of mind space yes (laughs) yeah i um I, i i was definitely interested in it too i think the the big thing that like struck me was just the anything that has like really intense character customization seems really appealing and just like what you can do in that game the way you can kind of break it and uh not break it but you know play it as it's intended right yeah like which can lead to (laughs) bear exactly um one guy uh pick up a kid and use him as a weapon throw it at a bear (laughs) (laughs) there's a there's a boss that you can convince to kill himself so you don't have to fight him (laughs) (laughs) that's how D &D is exactly yeah so Mm -hmm. So that and and the other thing is you know seeing people like recreate their D and D characters in Baldur's Gate three mm-hmm. uh, like that just that just seems really cool. Yeah. Um. I I do. I've been waiting for the console release because I don't have a good PC. Um. I I may end up skipping it though just because like Armored Core is taking up time and you know. Yeah. Something that's kind of interesting about this game is that they're trying to release it on Mac. Mm. And I've actually been switching over to Mac for some time, and I have a, a MacBook Pro uh, Max. And um, mm. so I'm like, you know, I could probably play this thing on my laptop. So I'm kind of yeah. debating mm-hmm. on getting it for the Mac instead of uh, <laughs> Xbox. Well, it uh, doesn't come out on Xbox. It's not for a while. Out. Really? Because, yeah, not yeah, for a while, like but I mean, it's eventually yeah. going to. Oh, yeah, wow. it's going to be like a, like months, several months, because of the crap of uh, has to work on Series S, or you can't release oh, it. Yeah. Oh. So I thought they got around that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, because I saw that on the dock that it only said PS5. I was like, it's weird. It's not, you mean not coming Xbox out as well. Not coming out for a long time. I thought they because like okay, the multiplayer aspect of it wasn't working on Series S. 
And I thought they they said that they were just going to release uh, the Series S without that multiplayer aspect. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but from what I understand is it's not until next year. Mm, but okay. for, for right now, it's not coming out on Xbox. And they bitched about it, and then Phil Spencer, I believe, came out saying, but S is important and great. And uh, everyone collectively I, rolled their eyes. I think S, like... S is a good idea, but you shouldn't hold all games to it. Yeah, I, I don't think... This is probably going to veer the conversation, but I don't. I don't think it is important enough to make it so that, unless there is feature parity with everything, Mm -hmm. you can't release a game for one game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for any, I think it's that's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, All right. Uh, Next up, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. This is the EC in the series of Final Fantasy VII side games it's on mobile um i actually don't know for sure if it's going to be like gotcha mechanics 100 percent. i was gonna say if it's it's mobile yeah (laughs) they they've already like if you look at any of the the trailers or whatever like the first thing that stands out is seeing like you know these beloved characters in different costumes and stuff right five star six star yeah so i mean for me sold (laughs) (laughs) you mean i get to put Aerith in like a bikini Right, <laughs> you got you got me. Um, what's kind of cool about it is that it, it's pretty sure you can find Aerith in a bikini online already. Believe me, I already have. <laughs> Manacle. I'm just saying. Come on, man. No, but uh, what's kind of cool is that it's it's retelling the story of the whole compilation mm-hmm. in like a unified way. Um, so all using the same art style and like the battles use the graphics of the remake. Um, and from what people are saying, like the, the battles are actually kind of fun. Like it's a it's using like a ATB style uh, flash, so it's more it's actually more accurate to the original Final Fantasy as opposed to like the, the remake in terms yeah. of yeah okay. of its action gameplay. But um, for me, like the the thing that interests me is like well, putting Cloud and Aerith and Tifa in, in cool new costumes mm-hmm. and um, the kind of extra story that they were hinting at with like a younger Sephiroth and learn getting to learn more about his backstory mm-hmm. um with like the first soldier time uh storyline so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I've already I've already pre-registered yep. so it's gonna download whenever it comes out yeah and that's just a few days should be September 7th this recording uh Gloomhaven uh is is a game I put on this list uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please li- tell us about it <laughs> uh Lies of P is a heavily promoted Soulsborne yeah. type game. So definitely, I, has anyone played the demo? No, I I played a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> it basically just affirmed what I already expected. It's basically a Bloodborne type of game. Um, so if you like Bloodborne, it's it seems like more of that. Um, it but at the very least, it seems like a well made. Rip off, (laughs) (laughs) and I know that sounds bad, but it's like you know, like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, Souls Souls games are popular, so let's make our own Souls game." And you play it, and it's janky or Mm -hmm. not like exact. Like this one actually feels like they got it. Okay, Um, and it's based off of like the Pinocchio story slash mythology or whatever. So like you are a a puppet who I guess has become a real boy and you have mm-hmm. a, yeah. a mechanical arm that you get to customize and swap mm-hmm. out and you're fighting other puppets and stuff. Yeah. So 
it, it seems very interesting and a game that I would like to play, but probably will not have time. Okay, yeah. But it sounds at least well made for Definitely. the genre that it's a part of. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 on the 19th. The trailers they've been releasing for the characters and the story mm. and the factions, those have been pretty good. I'm having, so excited about this game. Having um, some interesting character crossovers too, like... Uh, um, the guy from uh, Invincible oh, Father Omni Man and Homelander. Homelander Homelander yeah it's kind of interesting I don't know I'm, I'm I mean that's, of... that's the uh, the first combat pack yeah I, I'm kind of interested in the game but at the same time I, I very much wanted a sequel to uh, Injustice Injustice that I'm not getting I'm very sad about mm. um, maybe Sounds one like day the download pack is like a, a settle like you have to settle for that with Homelander and the other guys. It's yeah. Like, this is. Well, in the, in the last universes. Mortal Kombat game, they had like Terminator and uh, Predator, Ash. Rambo. From. Uh, from mm. uh, I think they're running, out, they're running out of like pop culture characters. Yeah. <laughs> these games. Now, now um, I know we're not talking about Mortal Kombat 1 at this point, but Ed Boon did say that he did want to do a Marvel versus DC kind of crossover mm. game. Huh. So, cool. you know, maybe, maybe that's in the cards eventually. I doubt it. Uh, well, I mean, if if anyone can do it, it's probably Mortal Kombat. Um, just in, because I like, look at all the licenses that they've but gotten. It's like, just you. But you're talking about them asking Disney for licenses for DC characters to beat up their beloved Spider-Man. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't see this ever happening. Not as long as Disney controls it. They've put. They they have had crossovers. Yeah, in the past. Long time that was all, yeah, that was also before Disney got them. I, I'll <laughs> Marvel, agree with that. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite was after the, the Disney yeah, but that's, acquisition. But to be fair... Nobody, like, nobody liked that game, but it did happen. <laughs> but to, to be fair, that's still a... First off, that was an existing franchise. I was thinking mm. that too. And it was still a... Um, for all we know, the, the licensing deal was in the work before Disney had it. And also... You're talking about Capcom characters, not, you know, competing superhero characters, right? Yeah. And I think that's where probably the line is for them. Um, I just I just wish that we could go back to the time of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> where they actually released comic books that had Marvel and DC crossovers. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I just don't think that'll happen. But Mortal Kombat 1, I, I mean, I think it looks interesting enough. And I just... I'm just not sure because, like, I got into like I really got into Injustice 2, but that was as vain as it may sound. Part of the reason was because it was like DC characters. I love DC characters, and yeah. I just don't have the same affinity mm-hmm. for uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat characters. I like I, them. I but. so with Mortal Kombat for me, Mortal Kombat's one of the the better um, stories of like the early fighting games because it used to be that fighting games didn't really have any kind of story to it and mortal Kombat has really expanded its story and has a lot of lore to it and it's been reset as of the last mortal Kombat. and so this is like like the entire thing is changed because now Liu kang is is the god instead of raiden and Mm. so the whole story is kind of being redone, and that's what I'm mainly excited about for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not necessarily all the characters, and it, it's it's the changes, it's all about the, the retelling. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, basically, that's what it is for me. It's mm. it's the story of Mortal it's the Kombat. Man that watches the porn and wants to know the plot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
All right, next up, uh, Payday 3 is coming out. It's a sequel in the popular action FPS series. And then uh, we got the DLC for Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which uh, not only is going to have this new side story that features Idris Elba, mm. but they're also going to have a big 2.0 update, which in- includes a lot of improvements to various systems and like the police improvements and stuff. So it feels like the game will be... Even like I feel like the game it might is be in worth a good actually place. starting yeah. it fresh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, say that to me who last month was very bored and was like, you know what? I, I bought playing. Cyberpunk <laughs> last year and never played it. So and I, and I did watch Edge Runners. <laughs> and I, I I've been playing it over the last month and now and then I started reading all the 2.0 stuff and I was like, uh, oh yeah, okay. Hopefully, because I, I also read that that might not old saves might not all work or something. Mm. What? Yeah. Um, Because the 2.0 update, something about it. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But (laughs) um, I'm 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 interested enough. I still want to get back into it because I've been playing it and I've been enjoying it a lot. And I'll mention this. This is the reason why I I tried to play it when I bought it when it first came out. Well, not when it first came out. When I first bought it, which was probably about six months after it came out. Right. Um, but I couldn't get into it, and I'll tell you why. It sucks on controller. Did any of you two play it on controller? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I cannot stand the game on controller. I, the did, moment, I did too, Steve, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, I didn't really play it. <laughs> I don't I, play f- first-person shooters. I, re- um, I refunded it like after oh, like an hour yeah. or so. It makes right. more sense there. But um, but the moment I, I kind of took away the controller and you know sat down with a keyboard and mouse, I've been loving it more. Mm. Like it, Like, for whatever reason, I can't aim. And maybe another difference is both of you played it on console, right? Yeah. See, I played on PC, and maybe for whatever reason, controller on PC sucks, and on console it's more tuned and better. But um, definitely, when I had that mouse and keyboard, I was like, I was, I was doing so much better and enjoying it a lot more, and actually able to hit headshots and things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, there will be some new like skill trees and stuff to level up. So you could like potentially reallocate points to try some new stuff. Um, and then uh, we move on to uh, last game of September, Fate Samurai Remnant, another game in the Fate franchise. This one doesn't look exactly like the past Extella games, which are like the whole Dynasty Warrior stuff. This looks like more like a uh, action RPG mm. type game with the same like visual style of those. But we'll be seeing a lot of other characters from the, the Fate series like John Alter, uh, Miyamoto Musashi, and stuff like that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Hmm. Then we get to October, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Anyone? I'm kind of interested in this. Um, yeah, what's the what's the deal? I, I liked Assassin's Creed. Uh, um, Ragnarok. No, not Ragnarok. The one, the two before that, the one when they redid uh, everything. Odyssey. Um, Odyssey. Not Odyssey. The Origins. One Origins. I liked Origins and I liked Odyssey. I loved Odyssey. Odyssey was amazing. I never finished Ragnarok, and part of it was that it felt so much more of a slog to get through because of the way they kind of designed some of the things. Um, and also, I think the story was incredibly weak, um, so I wasn't really that intrigued by it like I was with both Odyssey and Origins. Um, I... From what I'm hearing about Mirage is they're trying to bring it back to more of kind of the original and making it more assassin focus, which 
I was a huge fan of the original Assassin's Creed. I am 1000% in the minority. Right. Yeah. Most people loved it after it hit Assassin's Creed 2 and they mm-hmm. gave it the more open world, you know, Batman aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but people I people love Ezio, not not Altair, right? Yeah, but I really loved the the open world vibe of what the first game was, which was pretty much, hey, here are your targets, plan how to kill them, mm. and you have pretty much freedom and control. And that was kind of like, because I would spend like I would spend significant time stalking them and planning out attack and assassin routes, and I enjoyed that. So I'm kind of hoping because they're saying it's going to bring it back to the form. That we see some of that back in there where we see some better assassins because i can tell you ever since then like i'll have assassin targets and i'm just like all right let me just hop on them and murder them and run away mm-hmm. like that, that's how it's been pretty much since assassin's creed 2. i mm-hmm. mean even with the changes in odyssey as much as i liked odyssey and sometimes they did have some more like you know sneak in kind of assassinations but it pretty much was just you know you could just charge in and stab and run almost right. every time <laughs> um so I, i'm kind of hoping that we get some more of that um, and and make it more challenging, but but I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm gonna wait for the reviews. I'm not committing yet because there were definitely right. some. From what I heard, they were talking about microtransactions. Although I heard it was skins, and I'm I'm always that guy like cares a shit if it's microtransactions oh, yeah. for skins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't know? have to buy them. Yeah, I know you're gonna get butt hurt if you don't have the flaming Ezio <laughs> God skin. But um, for me, I just want the gameplay to be solid and not be bogged down right. by transactions. You say you don't have to buy them, but then, but then you know, you see it. Nikkei, Nikkei, Goddess of Victory comes out with the two B skin, and you're like, I need it. <laughs> uh, well, see, again, I'm I'm fine if you want to buy it. Oh, I just don't think anyone should get butt hurt that they have to buy it. Yeah. Right, and that's kind of what it was. Like, what you have skin microtransactions? Like, oh come on, let's move on. I wish some of my like favorite games recently had had more like micro. Cosmetic. Just options, yeah. Yeah, like I would have played FF Seven Remake so much more, <laughs> as I've we've yeah. already established. So funny to think about that conversation when I remember fighting games. They started switching from unlockable skins to microtransactions, and we were upset about that. To to me, the most well, fighting games are a little bit different, right? Because they would lock actual characters, like new characters, mm-hmm. but what the real controversy was that they were already on the disc right so like the data was already on there so what you were paying was not downloadable content it was just an unlock for something that was already there so that that was to me what is the difference i guess (laughs) i still think it's one of those things where also with fighting games it makes a little more sense because um what else is there to unlock besides characters and so like to have skins like that's kind of the brand that's been the fighting game thing forever is like to have different looks and skins and stuff so i do think there's a little bit of a difference there and plus i think it's also acceptance we've gotten to the point of acceptance Mm -hmm. like and i think it at its worst if microtransactions are always cosmetic we are in an ideal scenario right it the worst part is when non things are locked behind Mm -hmm microtransactions i do think you see them testing the limits like with street fighter 6 they had a ninja turtles crossover Mm. 15 dollars per turtle 
Pro turtle. Oh, <laughs> no. Way. no. Yeah. Wow. And you saw people like, because Six has a character customization right. system, so you saw people just, making. <laughs> we have Ninja Turtles at home. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Detective Pikachu returns. Anyone? Uh, no, I played the original. I like the movie. movie I've not played any. I haven't seen the movie, honestly. Right. That's I, a, I'll, I have, have, to, I'll have to go back and Pikachu, watch it yeah. the, the, for the DS. But um, it was for my son, and he like didn't really go through all of it. So I highly doubt we'll be getting all the right. sequel. Is he voiced by Danny DeVito? No, nor Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I don't want. That's disappointing. <laughs> mm. uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, Looking I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, <I'm> just, <laughs> yes, on your Xbox or your PC? Which one do you plan on playing yeah. it for? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's I'm, I'm that's just... A, that's an inside joke for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun. I like the Forza series more than the Gran Turismo series. When, uh, actually, when was the last time there's been a Gran Turismo game? Uh, seven, which was late last year, okay, or so. So not too far. And then, of course, there's the movie that they always got to remind you: it's not a video game; it's real life. <laughs> uh, Lords of the Fallen on the thirteenth. Speaking of Souls likes, that this one actually wasn't really Souls like the original. Did you play the original? Mm. It was much more of a hack and slash. It was like mm. it was basically like we want if you like to play Souls, <laughs> but you. There, you, you have a skill issue, hmm. then you can play this game. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed the first Lords of the Fallen. I'm not sure, though, because I keep reading about this. I've seen a few articles, and I can't tell whether or not this is a remake or a sequel because hmm. the first Lords, um, the first game was called Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, and, and this, this game is, is called, called Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> so I'm not sure, is this, is this a sequel? Or is this a, some sort of... You know, yeah. remake of the game, mm-hmm. and if it's a remake, I'm not interested. Yeah, because I played it. It was okay. It was right. exactly yeah. just that. Okay, game. It was a game I played one time, yeah. ten years ago, and I'll need to play again. Oh, so that's why they're calling it just Lords of the Fallen. And that could be the reason. Enough. Okay, that could be the reason. Maybe they want to reboot it, and they don't want to say Lords of the Fallen Two. Yeah, and then everyone go, "Well, I never played one, so why yeah. do I play it?" <laughs> and then you could always subtitle it like yeah. Lords of the Fallen. You know, yeah. Empires. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Origins. <laughs> the most overused yeah. subtitle yeah. in all gaming. That's like a Farmered Core. They just called it Armored Core this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the balls on these guys <laughs> to to release after 10 years Armored Core 6. <laughs> and people are just like, yeah, I'll play that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, for as much as I'm enjoying the game and it, it was interested in Armored Core, it's definitely writing some coattails. <laughs> for sure. You mean in terms of like the success of yeah, Elden, Elden Ring? Ring yeah, yeah 100%. From software made millions and millions of dollars on Elden Ring and they're like, we're going to give this game an actual marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And and it has like live action commercials like Rain Wilson yeah, did an right. Armored Core mm-hmm. <laughs> commercial. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sonic Superstars on the 17th. 
Yeah, um, I'm actually looking forward to this game. Uh, it's it's kind of the first time you're gonna play uh, family uh, with the with the family. Yeah, because like right now, not, my... not Mortal Kombat with the kids. <laughs> no, unfortunately, Mortal. I, I don't know. Like, I'm honestly probably gonna be watching Mortal Kombat more than I'm playing Mortal Kombat. But uh, with Sonic Superstars, I'd like right now. Um, my kids like we play uh, Mario mm. quite a bit uh, with four players. So, and um, my youngest son really loves Sonic. And so I'm really interested in this game, but there's also another Mario game coming out <laughs> yeah. right after this, yeah. and so I'm not entirely sure yeah, what's going to happen. Three days so later, multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a couple heavy hitters here coming up next. Since you mentioned Mario, I'll go to, to that one first. Mario Bros. Wonder. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, that looks amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this one. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because it's. You know, like, new Super Mario Brothers, since it came out on DS, has been, like, the 2D platforming Mm -hmm. Mario series. I guess if you don't count the Mario Maker games. But, like, it's been such a... I make my own Mario stuff. Uh, Some people apparently do. (laughs) Some people are really into that. And and they're also masochists. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, new Super Mario Brothers has been the style of 2D Mario for the longest time. And this is the first game to finally... In a very long time, like a fully updated, do something completely new mm-hmm. for it. And and I saw. Like, I hate the new... fact that they called it new Super Mario Bros. And I will always hate that. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, it, how? Why did it take them so long for to make Daisy a playable character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like they hate Daisy for some reason. I, like I, they... I read. A, I read an article today where it was like one of the developers was like, "Yeah, I put Daisy in the game so my daughters." wouldn't fight over peach mm-hmm. and i'm like so it took it took one guy having <laughs> two daughters to finally be like maybe they want to play with more female characters you know it my- is a japanese culture really. yeah. unless they're cute girls yeah. when yeah. men when, when men make things they're like they they're like i don't know my my daughter women exist. likes to play with toad not toadette yeah. just toad, toad. and oh. i'm like you, you don't want to play with the girl yeah, yeah, no. Okay. no no we don't need to, conf- to have gender conformities <laughs> listen you know, i like playing with peach because she could float yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peach, because peach yeah. was one of my favorite characters when uh with mario brothers 2 was it? right yeah when yeah. she could float yeah and, and i think that like i saw some uh, they did a direct i think recently right yeah wonder mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. one of the new powers is like you can kind of modify people with like badges, like your your character with yeah. badges, and uh, so like the parachute hat is now a thing. So you can recreate the floating thing with with Mario and that's Peach's power. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about this game. I think it's been a while since I've had a really good uh, handheld uh, Switch game. I really wanted yeah. to play, and I think because like, um, you know. Zelda was awesome, but every time I picked it up and didn't have it on the TV, I always regretted yeah. it. And then two hours later, you and, know, and like the only time I ever really played it, it yeah. was when uh-huh. I was, you know, yeah. grinding out, you know, things that I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm kind of excited to to get another game I can just kind of you know chill play while I'm doing other things, and that's mm-hmm. what I kind of feel like this game is. And maybe there'll be definitely times where I play it on my TV, mm-hmm. challenging yeah. parts, but. That's what I'm kind of but more yeah. excited about. It'll be fun to play. A lot of new powers. I love how the stage is like transformative mm-hmm. in ways. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Gives it like a trippy feel. Very trippy. Yeah. yeah. I like the online capabilities of like um, if you die, somebody can like still res you from like your ghost oh, yeah, form. Oh, yeah, bubble. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm adding souls like elements tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I love the the playing a, as Yoshi. You can even ride on your on your uh, your Yoshi friends. Um, I have no idea how that's gonna work because I carry my kids when playing Mario, and so like I'm kind of like, would I literally have to carry them? Yeah, you're gonna literally have to be the map. Now you now you will know what it feels like to be Yoshi. <laughs> I love the fact that even if you're an elephant, you can still ride Yoshi. I'm like, oh man, that, that poor dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> poor Yoshi. Yep. Uh, same day, October 20th, Spider-Man 2. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the realization just truck armor. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Two. I think it's yeah. probably the game I'm looking forward to most on this list. 100. Um. The original Spider-Man was just so good. You know, Miles Morales was just so good. Um, I'm just, I just can't wait to get my hands on this one. God, it, like it, it's seriously my most anticipated game. I like, mm-hmm. and and I'm just, it, it's so funny that we know that Insomniac's working on a Wolverine game, still have seen absolutely nothing about it. So will we see other Marvel characters in, mm-hmm. in, in Spider-Man Two? Like, I'm already just excited enough to see Venom and that uh-huh. whole storyline play out and just the new gameplay elements that they've shown and the fact that you could switch between Miles and and, and Peter and, and I'm over here like... It's like GTA style. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I'm over here like, but will they introduce stuff that we aren't expecting like Spider-Quen? <laughs> like, you know, like I, I totally see them... I, I don't be, think it's. I would be shocked if Spider Gwen's a playable character, or yeah. if they maybe like tease us. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, because yeah. because Miles was teased at the end of the first Spider-Man yeah. game, and we didn't get to play him until yeah, yeah. the yeah. follow-up, right? So, you know, I just it, it's a it's not a Spider-Man world that's beholden to the comics or the movie mm-hmm. stories, so they're free to do whatever they want yeah. and remix those elements yeah. however they want. So so that's what really excites me the most about it. Yeah, hopefully with Spider Gwen, they could do like Miles Morales, where later on she got her own smaller mm-hmm. game. I am not exactly looking forward to this game, mainly because it I don't have a PS5. Otherwise, I'd be all about this game. It sounds like a you problem. I was like, I was like, are, are you just racist because Spider Man is going to be black in this game? Reverse racism. All right. It's going uh, to be double black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, Cities Skylines 2 comes out on the 24th. I've never been super into the SimCity type stuff. This is not SimCity. Or like, well, yeah, but it well, might as the, well be. Yeah. I, I played the original Skylines quite a bit back in the, uh, oh, gosh, I think it was like 2010, 2011 when it came out. Um, I enjoyed it, but I've kind of gotten past that age where it's like, these games kind of bore me. I get it; they're your thing, but for me, it's like I've gotten past the point where I just want to sit at like people, yeah. you know, yeah. building roads. Property to management. Me, to me, the you most don't like economy management uh, <laughs> to not me, anymore. To me, the most fun thing about those uh, city sim games was always when you could destroy the city with natural disasters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. At this point, I feel like it probably would just put me to sleep. Hmm. That that happens enough already, as it mm. is. And then we have the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which includes 1, 2, and 3. 
I feel like I'm going to be buying Metal Gear Solid collections for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're going to buy this, and you're going to open it up, and you're going to stick it on your shelf, yeah. and then you're never going to play it. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a bummer that we'll, it just seems like we'll never really get twin snakes Yeah. properly, like, brought to modern it's stuck on the gamecube and 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 they would Nintendo loves to work together yeah. to give rights back yeah, yeah. And, and then they would they would like even if they did remake they would have to take things out of it you know like <laughs> the the character cameos and stuff but um no i remember buying a metal gear collection for ps2 back in the day right and it was those first three games and i think like even the old um NES uh, style games or whatever, but yeah, you know, like it just it just speaks to the to the preservation of games that you have to continue buying new right. versions of these collections just to be able to even play them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't play Metal Gear Solid Four right now. I mean, yes. like unless you have a working PS3. PS3. Yeah, <laughs> I got my PS3. I can, yeah. I can always blow it off and. <sighs> Turn it on. Man. Why, why are you blowing it? <laughs> <laughs> we used to say blowing the dust off our, our Nintendo and our NES. Now we're saying PS3s and PS4s. <laughs> yeah, blowing right. Dust off those. Uh, Ghost Runner Two. I was. Uh, I very much loved the first game. Very fast-paced uh, ninja action. Cyberpunk setting was really cool. I remember when I was initially disappointed with 2077. I was like, okay, this is the cool cyberpunk action game so um looking forward to that um all the different actions uh captured that matrixy like bullet time like feeling really really cool uh played that on pc so i'll play two on pc uh alan wake two i'm pretty stoked about this um but it's it's hard for me to remember alan wake one i mean you're talking about a game that was released in like 2010 Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it um, it was one of those games that was, um, like, there were a lot of Resident Evil knockoffs, and the majority of them sucked. <laughs> and I feel like this was, like, one of the few ones that did it well. Mm-hmm. And more than just the gameplay kind of survival horror aspects that did it well, but the story, from what I remember, was just top tier. <laughs> like, it was just a very interesting story. They weaved in some live action stuff. Um, that worked very well um, that a lot of games don't ever pull off very yeah. well um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they at least how this game feels after being so long and not just that um, you know because again back in the 2000s there were a lot of really terrible survival horror games but since then there have actually been quite a few really great ones mm-hmm. so trying to see how this kind of recaptures that um, and how it plays out I'm, I'm curious but yeah I'm, I'm holding my breath but I'm not I'm not going to yeah. uh, you know pre-order it yet <laughs> yeah and I know they've recently like remastered the first Alan Wake and mm-hmm. I think it's been on plus even I think I downloaded it one month um, and I'm looking forward to playing that because I hadn't played Alan Wake but I had since played Quantum Break mm-hmm. and Control yeah. Which I really like those games, and now like it's the same, same, yeah, well, it's same developers. The same developers, and they tried the same stuff, but I don't think either of the games... <laughs> I, I didn't play Control, but I did play Quantum Break, and I don't think either of those games necessarily 
they didn't meet up to what Alan Wake did. Like Alan Wake was like their first try and they mm-hmm. nailed it. Mm-hmm. And the second and third try was like clap. Yeah. It was good. Right. Yeah. But well, Quantum Break was very ambitious yeah. to mm-hmm. a fault. Yeah, uh, I but loved I've, Control. I've heard nothing but good yeah, things about Control. I guess I haven't really played Control, so I can't say much about yeah. that. But Quantum Con- Break, Control, sure. and Alan Wake are in the same universe. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, and then we move on to November. WarioWare, move it. I've never played any of the past WarioWares. I don't move very well, so uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the WarioWare games. Uh, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. This is one of these things we've been seeing at trailers for it. Like, are we just are we just smashing words together at this point? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. How how long until we circle back to Infinite well, wait until Undiscovery? The next <laughs> Wait, wait until the next game's title. That's that's a mashing words yeah. together. <laughs> like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. I mean, that tells you the whole story right there. Yeah. Um, Isn't this is this a Yakuza game that they? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. So spinoff. So they they finally they have they have started to rebrand Yakuza in the West as like a dragon, which is what its Japanese name is the the Ryuga Gotoku series, and. Um, the man who erased his name is is Kazuma Kiryu, but I guess he erased his name, so that's not his name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played. I actually, yeah, no, I've never played any of the Yakuza games. So, so I started playing Zero because it was like the, they released the remake for free or something like that. Yeah, and also I started playing uh, Seven, and Seven is really interesting because and and I need and that reminds me I need to get back to it because it's an RPG and like. A classic style RPG, but it's set in modern day Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, and and the main character is basically a fan of like Dragon Quest, so he kind of when he gets into a fight, he visualizes it as an RPG turn based battle. Oh, okay, so <laughs> so that's what everyone levels up. You have a party, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's turn based. You use special attacks and stuff like that. It's really cool, and but you're dealing with stuff like you know being a homeless guy and and. Sh- and Shinjuku or whatever like needing to find a uh, I don't know if it's Shinjuku or whatever Mm. but like needing to find a job or uh, dealing with like a whorehouse like I'm like this is the weirdest game I've ever played but it's really good (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds interesting I'll I'll have to look into it because for as much as I do like Final Fantasy's Mm. recent games and the more action based Mm. systems I do kind of miss more turn based stuff like that so that's one reason I'm liking uh Honkai Star Rail mm. right now because of the turn-based gameplay. So I have to look at this one. One well, a game uh, that it's not on our list, and I just thought about about it now. Speaking about RPGs, but one that came out recently was um, Sea of Stars. Oh, yeah. Star Ocean? No, no. So so yeah. So that's the <laughs> Star Ocean is the Square Enix or the Trius RPG from like a long time ago mm-hmm. that's had multiple games. Sea of Stars is a brand new game that is 100% inspired by Star oh, Ocean. Okay. Because <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, I've never heard of uh, Sea of Stars, but I have heard of Star Ocean. Yeah. But um, I played a demo for it and I played like a few minutes and I was like, yeah, this game is for me. And so I just stopped you playing. You spot it right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Uh, is this the second Modern Warfare 3? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have kicked the habit 
um, I'm in remission, <laughs> and I would appreciate you not talking about it. Yeah, so I, don't... Yeah, I have co-workers that they still play a little bit, but they're even kind of like, uh, we got to stop at some point. <laughs> it, it's it, it, Yeah, it's like we're, we're, re, we're re-releasing the entire Modern Warfare franchise because I mean, that's nothing better than me. Well, I mean, that. to be fair, they don't care. They're making oodles of money off mm-hmm. of... Uh, Warzone. Uh, Warzone. And it's basically free to play. So everyone's buying it. So why bother putting too much effort into mainline games when you can just recreate yeah. and move on? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Naruto, Borto, Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. The latest in the Ultimate Ninja Storm fighting series. So what I, what I don't quite understand about this, I think it's like a re-release of the last... Ninja Storm game, but it has like a new campaign. Mode That's what I was. Like yeah. I couldn't figure that out. And like yeah. four new characters or something. Yeah, and because the now there's a hundred thirty. Right. I, I did like that Ninja Storm game, um, especially that whatever the last one was, and and it was so good. Yeah, it was so good. So so this one might be worth checking out, and I know like it. it they showed it on like a PlayStation Direct or something. And people like laughed or whatever. I'm like, these games are actually good though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. I they're, really like, like the the Ninja Storm games mainly because like they're really good at retelling the story in a concise a, manner. Yes, and right. and because lo- like you could rewatch the anime, but like realistically, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. so long, it's especially thing. if you're like introducing somebody to it. Yeah. It's you could argue that the games are cooler because of the animations and, stuff and like they that. look really cool <laughs> they do. uh persona 5 tactica on the 17th i guess all jrpgs eventually have to have a tactical spin-off oh my god uh, at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um i'm probably gonna end up getting this I, i'm not like super <laughs> excited about it because i think the last persona spin-off was like yeah, strikers or something. You sound like you're obligated. Yeah, I one hundred percent. Yeah, um, strikers was I. I like strikers. Um, it, it could because it wasn't just a spinoff. It actually was a sequel. And, it had and, more story content. Yeah, it yeah. told it told a story after the end of the first game and and had a good campaign and stuff. But Tactica, my my problem with like the games like Tactica is that it's probably going to be one of those. Um, oh, it happens during the course of the story, so something's going to happen at the end, so that no one remembers what happens, or so that oh, it doesn't yeah. impact. And that's what the Q games are like. So okay. Persona Q one and two, um, which are cool because they're crossovers between the different Persona three, four, and five. But at the end of the day, they don't affect anything. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you like Persona and you haven't played Strikers yet, I do recommend that one. Tactica, I'm kind of looking at like. Well, probably check it out all right yeah uh super mario rpg on the same day as tactica 17 that one i have pre-ordered already yeah um, and <laughs> yeah really excited for rpg it was one of those early ones that i cleared as mm-hmm. a kid on the super nintendo yeah looking forward to the nostalgia and all that there's so many games that i want but one i probably don't have time to play them and two i am in the middle of building a house so Money is kind of tight, and Gotta I be probably, an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my RPG for me was um, it was the game that got me into RPGs. Yeah, and and I've heard it described as baby's first RPG. Well, I was baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, never absolutely. It. It's really, oh really? It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a really fun game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't like it because you know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a huge, 
unless the name starts with Pokemon, I'm yeah. not a huge turn-based fan. Yeah. So, this is why. But Mario RPG was the was the game that introduced the active battles. Like it's turn-based, but you have to like press buttons as you're doing attacks, right? So yeah. like you're timing your hits and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just going to be cool to see it modernized and you know have a fresh coat of paint and, and yeah. stuff added to it. So. And uh, the last game I have listed, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising. So I guess this is like the next fighting game. Yeah, okay. Arc System Works. You know, we've seen yeah. so many of their games. I played. I did play the first Grand Blue, but I didn't play. I, like I did not stick with it. Uh, it was good. It looked really good, but I think I'm just. <laughs> I've gotten to a point in my life where my fingers can't keep up with fighting games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and like, I'm sure, and and I I could get good at fighting games. It's just, I also don't have the time to dedicate to getting good. Yeah, right? that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Speak for yourselves. I might be old, but I'm still spry. I can fight like pro <laughs> it's it's a matter of time like true true i'm, yeah. I'm just it's tired really lowing the combos i'm just right? tired of buying fighting games to then go online and get my ass beat so, oh, yeah. so it's like you're so it's like you're paying to lose yeah. at a video game and that's just not fun to me yeah. anymore <laughs> it's good that like i thought street Speak fighter yourself, i love getting beat had, <laughs> like street fighter 6 had a pretty lengthy single player uh-huh. quest in i think tekken Eight is going to have something like that. Yeah. So at least they're starting to add that for more you know, options. One of the things that I, re- one of the other reasons why I really loved uh, Injustice was they had a multiplayer feature where you fought bosses. Mm. So you and like three other people, so we'd have this guild where we'd go and we'd fight these kind of boss characters that were really, really strong. Gotcha. And you had to time combos. So, like, for instance, you know the guy out the, the few people i play with all the time like for instance they'd have to go in and they would have to get certain combos and as soon as they were done like if they didn't immediately jump out and you jump in you would pretty much kill their character off and, i gotcha and then you're you were stuck with winning and you know so it was a kind of a, a co-op experience um and i i really did enjoy that as well i did also like going on playing online and playing against my other guildmates but i definitely think that co-op experience is would be nice in other kind of uh, games. I don't think they had it in the Mortal Kombat franchises, so... No. Um, That would be interesting to see if maybe Mortal Kombat 1 does that, so... Yep, and uh, nothing really for December. December is basically when Game Awards happens and Mm -hmm. the announcements for the next year's games. It's really terrible to have something big in December. Not that it doesn't happen, but... It's one of those things where... A lot of the game buzz and purchases happen for Christmas. Yeah. And so yeah. it's really about those games that release in November that parents can buy in December. Mm-hmm. So, and kind of market those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get them on the Black Friday shelves. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, with that, uh, that's our game preview for the fall season. And thus concludes episode 339 of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out on anavision.org. Link to our Discord server is there. You can check out all the stuff we're talking about there. Um, and then in the future, we do want to get together to talk about the One Piece live action series in full once we've watched all the episodes. Um, 
are you guys particularly interested in a summer season wrap-up? I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it's it's been a pretty solid season, but there, been, there has been some good stuff. All right, uh, some 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 shows would be worth talking about. Maybe yeah. maybe instead of a full wrap-up episode, we do like a quick hits where we talk about you know a handful of series. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll want to talk about Mushoku Tensei. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I have to talk about uh, summertime rendering on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Look next forward. summer. That, yeah. that was one of my. Next this was one of my summer shows, ironically. Yeah, <laughs> good, good seasonal yeah. show, actually. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not realizing yep. that. And, and then we'll be playing Starfield, so we can give. Yeah, some yeah, impressions definitely going to give impressions on Starfield. Oh, yeah, will, so that's I will not be playing Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what to expect on the near future on the Animation Podcast. So for Amro. XCOM and Steve, I'm Jero. We will see you next time on the podcast. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs>